Hello, everyone, and welcome to C-View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareco. Our opening song features Reach for the Stars from Cyclone's new album, Showtime, available on all music stores and platforms. A moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time we've received a moment of your time. We are servants of the new age, the time of prophecy, the time of the ascending sixth sun. We are a platform for alchemists and multidimensional souls. We connect with many planes of reality and assist the awakening journey. We are pure light, transmitters of high vibrational light out into reality. Our shows are held on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. At any moment to participate on our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or you can use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash P-U-R-E-C-O slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com and include the phone number you'll be using to call the show. All of our podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com or visit our website, cview1111.net. Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. Listeners, every week, 
Uh, I wanted to explain what this study group is about. Uh, Messages from Metatron is not only a book, but it's also a curriculum of channeled messages, which are spiritual but non-denominational. So included in the book is a study guide, and that's what we're working from in this podcast. Thank you, Nina. Today, our lesson from the book is the human experiment in soul work, and we will be taking callers with uh, questions, thoughts. Even if you haven't read the book, you can still participate in our study group, but it will be easier for you if you have the book. The ebook sells for $15 only on Amazon, but Nina is offering the ebook for free to CV listeners only. To request your free copy, go to the CV website, www.cview1111.net, and go to Debbie's Nina's show page where you can fill out the form to request your ebook. Thank you, Claudia. I'd love to give everybody a free ebook. So let's begin our study of the human experiment and soul work. Um, if you are a new member of our podcast study group, a warm welcome to our show. And if you've participated in the past, I'm glad you've joined us again. And I welcome your feedback and participation. And uh, we take callers' questions and comments, like Claudia was saying, throughout the show. So if you'd like to speak with Claudia and I, I encourage you to dial our broadcast number. I'll give that to you again at 805-830-8344. 805-830-8344. So today we are combining two messages from the book, Messages from Metatron, A Course in Self-Transformation. Um, the first message is the human experiment, and the second is soul work. So I've got a question for you. Have you ever wondered if this life is someone's failed scientific experiment? Well, I have. And interestingly, I've talked with many people who have wondered the same thing. Are we, as one friend put it, are we all simply a failed experiment in some alien's Petri dish? And the Archangel Metatron answers this question in this chapter, The Human Experiment. And he says, in essence, that while humanity is not a failed experiment, that we are involved in an experiment that's being conducted on a cosmic scale. And because of the violence and slow progress, meaning moral progress of humans, that it would be easy to conclude that God's experiment has failed. But Metatron, who has this eternal, timeless perspective, reminds us that the earth has been around for trillions of years. And by that scale, Modern humans are a recent addition to the planet. And so he reminds us that we've only begun to develop as a race. But because we're trapped in time, that we think of time as flying by, you know, every year time seems to speed up, doesn't it? And that's a phenomenon that we all experience where time seems to speed by as we age. 
or even slow down during a traumatic event. So time is a relative experience, isn't it? It's a subjective experience. But overall, comparatively, our time on Earth has been very brief. Uh, The average lifespan of an American man, I just looked this up, is just 76 years. And a woman's lifespan in America is 81 years. So from eternity's perspective, which is forever, we are but a blip on the radar. But it feels very much to us. We experience time as dragging on. And we assume that the period in which we live is then consequential. And therefore, the way things will always be. But the Bible uh, puts it even more starkly, even more harshly. It says Mm -hmm. that our lives are but a blade of grass that withers and dies. Isn't that sad? However, this human experience experiment won't end with us. The earth will keep spinning for billions of years into the future. And so what he's telling us is that it may look to us, it may appear that humans have failed in the short term. But as the saying goes, it's not over till the fat lady sings. Okay. So in other words, don't be so hopeless because even if we have failed to be good stewards of the planet, which I believe we have, and if we fail to live peacefully, which I believe we have, that the human race isn't finished yet. So here's how Metatron put it. <clears throat> Quote, when you look at the volume, or excuse me, if you look at the violence and chaos of the world, you might think that the human experiment has failed, but the experiment began with great hope for a successful outcome, as all experiments do. The life you are living is part of the greatest unfolding drama called the human experiment. And it will reach a conclusion, as all experiments do. The experiment must have a result, which either proves or disproves a central, central hypothesis. <clears throat> and what is a hypothesis? <clears throat> hypothesis is an educated guess, okay? And he goes on and says, the human hypothesis states that as free will beings, the whole of humanity will evolve towards self-realization. And so I really want you to hear this part. So let me repeat that again. The human hypothesis states that as free will beings, the whole of humanity will evolve towards self-realization. So let's talk for a minute about what self-realization is. If he says it's the point of the experiment, the point of your existence, then it's imperative that we define self-realization and understand this. Metatron does not, does, uh, excuse me, Metatron does us a favor and boils down this concept of self-realization for us when he says, quote, if the hypothesis is proven wrong, humanity will reject spiritual development 
and pursue the insatiable hunger of the ego. So what, what's he saying here? He's saying that God is betting that humanity will eventually come to its senses and pursue growth of the spirit or soul over the desires of the ego, our higher natures. He's saying God believes that in the end, humanity will choose love over hate, right over wrong, light over darkness. And that's the reason we are here. So let's take a breath and get some reactions from my co-host, Claudia. What are your thoughts after hearing that we are part of the greatest experiment of all time? You know, when I hear that concept, my first reaction, I don't like it. It's like, I don't want to be an experiment. To me, experiment means I'm a rat that they put me on a ball and someone is spinning and spinning the ball and see if I get tired. But then, you know, I, I remember questioning me that and then having the ability to meditate on things and the ability to talk with your higher self. So then I stick with my higher self. And, and it's pretty much like, hey, is this true? Am I only an experiment? Am I, this is all I am? Something that is there to prove someone right or wrong? And then in that conversation, you come to the realization again that this self-realization that Benjamin talks about is pretty much that journey, journey that we are all in, where finding who we truly are, the potential that we have, that's part of this idea of the human experiment is, and and it shows, I got a, a, a the way for me to understand it, uh, it was um, what my higher self explained to me is, you know, it's like if you are a builder and you created this bridge, so you go and create this bridge to serve a purpose, and then what happens with the builder that creates this beautiful beautiful bridge is something that is inevitable, which happens to all of us as well, the creators with your creature, which we are both things. We fell in love. So you fell in love with humanity and we are in love with humanity and in awe of everything that you and us as humans are able to do. So you're going to you're going to do everything in your power to protect that which you have created. So it is a bittersweet thing, which you know you are an experiment of yourself, and then you love yourself so much that you are invested in all your being to get the results of, of, of your best results that you are capable of. So it, it's very weird, Nina, because then, then it, it, 
it gets you questioning stuff that you don't have any good answer, but you can actually feel good about that. When we understand that we have come together, a lot of light workers, a lot of people in consciousness and beings in consciousness to work together in this human experiments, which we love. I don't know you, Nina, but I love my life. I love Earth. Like everything that you see around you, is there's, I'm in awe. Like the body, the human body, and what is capable of doing your brain creation, the way it, it is created and it works. It's, uh, isn't that something that you just can but love? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, <clears throat> what I hear you saying, Claudia, is um, that you recognize that we're all part of this grand experiment, even though it's kind of hard to digest that that's what this is, you know, that our life is actually an experiment of some sort. Um, But we're not just sitting here in this Petri dish with, you know, an alien staring at us. It's not like that. We're all, we're co-creating this experiment. And as you read further in this book, Messages from Metatron, he describes that. He, in very plain language, he explains to us that we are co-creating our lives with the creators. So um, this is not just a passive kind of experiment that, you know, we're the subjects of. It's, it's not like that. Um, in fact, in the study guide that's included, <clears throat> there's a study guide in the back of this book with study questions. For this chapter, and I took a look at those and uh, took a peek at them, and there's a couple of questions that I thought would would be good to answer out of the study guide uh, on this chapter. <clears throat> so I'm going to throw out a couple of those for us to briefly talk about. Um, the first one was, think of one thing that you can do to be a more positive influence, because If we are part of this grand experiment, then our thoughts and our choices, our behaviors certainly matter, don't they? They influence everything around us, the people around us, everything. So what can we do, then he says, what can we do to be a more positive influence? And if you made this positive change in your life, how would it affect your life? So he's trying to get us to think of how can we be a more positive, make a more positive contribution to this human experiment. Can you think of anything, Claudia, that you could do to be a more positive influence in your life? Well, um, you know, I, I have thought of that too. And sometimes it's, it's when, when you question if you are doing your purpose of life, in life, right? So mm-hmm. I have had a lot of conversation with people that think that they are not doing what they are, their purpose in life, or they always feel like you should be doing something different. And, and when that happens, I always think, well, not always, but I, I have thought that, well, why is it that we are never content with what we're doing or what we're doing is not enough? 
to make a change. And I love in this same uh, chapter where Methodron explains to us that many, many, many times it's until we die that we understand the the effects that we have in creation, like how we touch other people and how we create change in our lives. Like, like I, I'm imagining myself just dying, and then someone shows us, gee, you see, you smile to this person, and that person, or that they changed his life. Yeah, I had no idea that a smile could be that powerful. Right, so mm. when you're doing that, you just you just smile. You could not see how much that would affect. And maybe if I would go out and say I'm gonna smile so I change other people's lives, I would be disappointed because I would not see it. I would not see life changing. So, mm-hmm. so what I'm thinking is anything that I do, just do it. In you know, just do it because you are having fun, because you are you want to do it, and not label this as good or bad. Because eventually, mm-hmm. all of that which we do makes an effort and makes a change. What do you think? Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, I also, um, being a life coach uh, for 17 years. That was a constant, constant theme that I also heard, Claudia, is I don't think I'm, you know, where I'm supposed to be, or I don't think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in life, you know, or I just feel lost. Um, I don't feel good enough. I don't feel good enough. That was something that I heard all the time. So we're, we're going to actually, that's a perfect bridge into the next message that we're going to take a look at, which is soul work. Um, so I'm just going to, to answer that, I'm going to move on now to the next chapter entitled Soul Work. And in this chapter, Metatron explains that we all have a soul, that some people call it a spirit, and that it has certain functions, and that the first job of the soul is that it guides us through life. Okay? So if it guides us through life, this is answering your question, how can we be lost? How can we be doing the wrong thing or with the wrong person if we, as soul beings, are guided through life? So the first job of the soul is that it guides us through life and following what Metatron called a life's blueprint, which is the unique lesson that we agreed to, also known as our life mission. And if you stay with our broadcast, we're going to explain that in detail in another chapter, <clears throat> but we'll, we'll skim over it here and give you an idea of what that's about. And it's reassuring to know that while we get confused, meaning our minds get confused, that the soul is never lost. The soul is never confused. It's, he says it's a compass that always is pointing us the way that we should go. And Metatron says that while we did agree to the circumstances in our life, no matter how painful and difficult it has been at times, that our soul is never deterred and that nothing can stop you from achieving what your soul came to achieve. 
which is really good news. <laughs> Let me say that again because it bears repeating, that nothing can stop us from achieving our soul's mission. Now, what I just said is a lot to swallow, a lot. To expect you to believe that you agreed to all of this before you took a body, when you were only still in spirit form, is a lot to ask you to believe. But I'm going to ask you to believe it. And here's why. Because if we believe that we are following our life's blueprint, what that means is that there are no victims. If you agreed to it before you were born, there's no such thing as a victim. And now that I've really upset you by saying that, let me explain what I mean by that. I do not mean that every bad thing that has happened is that person's fault. Please understand this. I didn't say that, and Metatron doesn't say that. Please understand this. Crimes happen every day. Innocent people are the victims of violent, horrible crimes every day. And I'm not saying they cause that. Please understand, I'm saying that there is a difference between your life's blueprint and crimes that are committed against you. Metatron draws a distinction between your life's blueprint and other people's choices. So what he is saying is the basic elements of your life, such as where you've been born, when you were born, to whom you were born, who your parents were, where you live, your children, your siblings, your spouse, the schools you were attending, the teachers you had, the jobs you had, every circumstance that shaped your life in a major way and defined you was part of your blueprint. And if it was part of your life's plan, You chose to deal with it. And yes, I'm talking about even hard stuff like illnesses and limitations and even natural catastrophes that touched your life. The major elements of your life, the facts, were pre-planned and agreed upon. Now let me explain what isn't part of the life plan. Anyone's free will choices are their choices, not your fault. Let let me repeat that because it's important. Other people's choices are not your fault. So let's say that you have a brother and he becomes a drug addict and a criminal. And your life's blueprint certainly included your brother. In fact, Metatron says our family members are certainly soulmates. And we're going to talk in depth about the fascinating topic of soulmates when we get to that lesson. But a sibling is an element of the life chart. However, your brother had a choice 
He had a choice to stay away from drugs or do drugs and become addicted, which led him to a life of crime. Now, let's say he steals from you to support his habit. So in this situation, are you a victim or aren't you? Having that brother doesn't make you a victim, but he victimized you when he stole from you. Do you see the difference? The people and circumstances in our lives are fixed, but the choices they make and the choices that we make are not pre-planned. So I'm saying you've never been a victim of this life because you chose this life, but you've been a victim of other people's choices. Now, why is this important to understand? Because a lot of people are running around with an attitude of victimization, saying, you know, because I'm this color, I'm a victim, or because I'm disabled, I'm a victim. Or because I wasn't born rich, I'm a victim. And I'm saying your life is not victimizing you. It never has and it never will. Whatever has happened to you, no matter how horrible, if it is part of your life and nobody's fault, nobody caused it, then don't play the part of a victim. Play the part of a survivor. You're not a victim. You're a survivor. I'm not a victim, and I never will be. I'm a survivor because I choose to be. And so I'm going to splash some water in my face and cool down now. (laughs) (laughs) Claudia, tell me what you believe about our life's blueprint, or as uh, psychic Sylvia Brown called it, our life's plan. You know, one time I was thinking on that, and I was seeing myself, and I, I was, and so I was thinking of myself, and I was seeing myself on this platform, and in this life, in this blueprint of my life, I was seeing that okay, my goal was going to that spot on the in the in front of me and I could see the goal. And I saw that in order to get to that goal, there was this path that I could go into that goal. And it seemed pretty straightforward. So I was like, okay, so this is what I'm doing. Now the moment I did my first step immediately at two more rows appear. So now I had the option to go right, left, and the other one. So I said, wow, that's interesting. Now I can choose. So yeah, my goal or my path was leading me to that destination. But now I have more choices. So then I chose to step onto the right. And immediately, these four or five more rows appeared and so now I had more choices. And then, so it was explained to me that if, even though our mission or purpose or your road into your life, it seems to be predestined, 
every time that we make a choice, it opens up into possibilities, endless possibilities that will lead us into that road. And even though there were, and but I said, well, yeah, but then again, if so, those choices are predestined. Even though you give me a hundred, someone is just giving me a hundred of whatever they decide that I could walk on. And and it says, well, that's the the beauty of this. There is always one choice which is of magnificence that you can create out of air that is mm-hmm. not predestined and you have the power of doing. And I was like, whoa. So, and, and, and I think Metatron also talks about that in that chapter where it says that even though that we always have this potential of in ours to create something that is out of this world, which mm-hmm. is the magnificent within you. Yeah, our life truly is our creation. And so <clears throat> I think, though, that, you know, like you said in the book, a lot of people sort of hide behind, you know, bad things that have happened to them um, <clears throat> and saying, well, you know, I didn't have anything to do with this, so I'm a victim in this in, in this circumstance. And, and certainly, and that's what I was trying to emphasize, we can be victimized. Certainly we can. Um, People make choices all the time to victimize other human beings. So of course we can be victims, but to live in that mindset, that's what I'm saying. To live in that mindset is a mistake because it doesn't benefit us. And it it also doesn't benefit the people around us. Um, To live as if you've been victimized. Instead, a better way to think of it, and actually I, I had heard this not in this book, but I heard this through the YWCA's um, domestic violence program that I was, uh, when I was um, studying for my uh, applied psychology degree, I, I got a chance to volunteer at a local domestic violence shelter for women. And they taught us that don't call these women victims call them survivors because that's what they are okay they're not the the what happened to them is is not the whole of their lives it's just something that happened to them and they're going to overcome it and they're going to be a survivor so call them a survivor and so i think to have that uh, mentality is very very important in the world that we live in uh, rather than to have this victim mentality don't you think claudia yeah, it it helps you, uh, and I think it's a decision, Nina. You have to decide to stop looking at yourself as a victim or have a victim um, mentality because as long as I want to be a victim of whatever circumstance, I can continue in that, and life will prove me right. But it's one point where I can, t- and I and it's pretty much you tell yourself enough, and then you become a survivor, a warrior, whatever it is that you want to call yourself. But then you are no, you don't, 
no longer see yourself as someone else's victim. Yes, it's certainly a better position to come from. It's coming from a place of strength instead of coming from a place of weakness. Um, so <clears throat> the study questions for this chapter ask this question. What situations or emotions cause you to lose touch with your soul? What do you think would help you to stay connected to your soul? And I thought that would be a good question for us to kick around here for a moment. Let me ask it again. What situations or emotions cause you to lose touch with your soul? What emotions make you lose that connection to your soul? I would say fear. And now we have a caller that is asking to be part of the show. Let's see what this person says. But I would say fear is the emotion that makes me lose connection with my soul. So, hello, caller 1111. And I don't have, can you give us your first name and what would be your comment? Uh, yes. Uh, Okay, so did you hear the question? What is that emotion? What is, yes, from Colorado. So what is that emotion that makes you lose connection with your soul? When when you lose somebody and and you don't know, you know, like I I lost, thank you, Metatron, I lost my mother. And I always pray to Metatron. I just lost her uh, a few days ago on the tool stuff. And um, mm-hmm. I noticed that if the frequency is not high enough, the soul stays for more time before it goes out to the gatekeeper. Because there's a trial after the body leaves the body, the human body, the human body, the soul leaves the body. If it goes up to the light or it stays, Earthquake. So I, I, I have been a witness with like my older parent, my mom, my uncles, my grandpa. I, I before they left, they told me they were leaving. I, I feel like I feel like the the baggy of their soul of what they hated and and what they they didn't. I, I, I took in so much shit from so many people in my life before they passed away days or hours. So I just hope my mom made it to heaven because her soul frequency was not very high. But I tried to, I tried my best. Okay, so um, this is Nina, and um, thank you for calling in. Uh, I only got just a small portion of what you said because the connection over here was coming in and out, but but let me see if I understand what you're saying, okay? It, it sounds to me like what you're saying is that you just lost your mom recently, and I'm I'm so sorry to hear that, and our condolences to you and your family. Um, and you're wondering if, your mom made it safely to the other side, and if she's happy, is that what your is that what your question is? Yes. Okay. Well, you know what's uh, interesting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can please ask Leonard because I I I was praying to him 
that I was trying to give him, I was trying to change him on slide, but I have a, uh, my uh, step, uh, my step parent is very negative. Mm-hmm. And I want to know she made it. She, okay. She was, and she's with her pets. It's very important. Thank you. Okay. So don't tell me anything else, okay? I, I don't want to know anything else because I had a feeling, uh, I, ha- I guess you could call it a premonition, that there might be someone in our listening audience today that the Archangel Metatron wished to say something to. And I even said that to my co-host Claudia before we came That's on right. the air. I said, I said, I have an idea that there is someone. I have a very strong feeling about this. So... <clears throat> I will say that that when Metatron makes an appearance or gives direction, it's very important, and he's the most senior of the archangels. So if he's got, if if you know, if there's a message for you, I'd advise you to take it seriously. And um, this is a little nerve-wracking for me because I write books and I don't do readings every day, but I kept getting the impression that someone in our listening audience would need. To get him, he he needed to get a message to somebody. That's what kept coming to me. So with the time that we have left, if you feel that might be you, um, then I can take a moment here and connect with Archangel Metatron and see if there's something that he wishes to say about your mom, or if your mom would like, if your mom is able to come through. Okay. So tell tell me your first name again. Veronica. Say that again, hon, it cut out. Monica. Veronica? Monica. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay, Monica. I got it. Okay, so uh, give me a moment here, and let's just all close our eyes, even the listening audience, if you would. Just be part of this moment, a very special moment. And everybody close their eyes. And- Withdraw, come come inside and get connected to your heart of hearts because that's where the magic is. That's where our spirit dwells, it's our, our heart chakra. Okay, I wasn't sure if your mom was going to say something right now. She's not stepping forward to say anything. I feel her presence, but I feel that she's standing back. So she's not coming forward, but Metatron is with me. And he, the first thing he says to you is not to be afraid of him. You shouldn't have any fear in approaching him. Um, there might have been a little bit of um, hesitancy um, in approaching an archangel like this uh, about your mom or your concerns for her. But he says, don't don't be scared to approach me. It's like, you know, he's like a grandfather, a good, good grandfather that he's very comforting to be with. He's like a blanket. He just puts that blanket right around you. And it's almost like, you know, he puts his arm around you and talks to you. And that's that's how Metatron is. He's 
an exceptionally superior intelligence and power, and at the same time, completely gentle and humble, which is how these archangels and angels and demigods are. They're, they're incredibly powerful and yet the most humble personalities you'll ever meet. And that's what makes them so great. So he said, don't, don't be afraid of me. Don't be afraid to approach me. You can approach me anytime. And you can tell me anything. He said, there's nothing that you could tell me about your life that I don't already know. I know you all about you. Wow. He said, so anytime you feel um, that you're missing your mom, anytime you feel alone in the universe, you can call him and he'll be right there. His presence will come. He's making that promise to you right now like a best friend would. That you can call him anytime you have a concern or you're afraid or you're angry or you just need to talk and vent. He's there for you. That's what he's telling me. And he wants you to feel comforted to know that you're not alone anymore, that you felt very alone when you lost your mom. Is that right? Did you feel all alone when your mom left? Are you with me? Uh Uh-oh. Yes. You're with me. Okay. Is that how you felt? Very alone? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Metatron is telling you it's almost like he wants to come in and take the place that of that emptiness, to fill that emptiness that you're feeling. And it's it's very natural for you to feel that emptiness, okay? It's natural. Don't feel bad about that. It's part of the grieving process. And that you're gonna you're gonna, from time to time, maybe daily right now, you're gonna feel you may feel a lot of conflicting emotions, you may feel lost, you may feel alone, you may feel upset, um, you may feel depressed. So all of these things are a normal part of the healing process. And he said, Don't be ashamed of your emotions. Just let them let them come. If you feel like crying, cry. It's part of being healed. You know, tears are a very healing element, aren't they? So go ahead and cry those tears. It's okay. But he's saying as far as your mom is concerned, she he's saying she didn't live a perfect life, but who does? That's what he said. He has a lot of grace for her. I can feel that grace right now. Wow, it's a ton of grace. Wow, I can feel that grace. Sometimes when I'm reading people, I feel the kind of um, emotion. They send me emotion. I can feel an incredible grace for your mom. And she wasn't a perfect person, but nobody is. And that she was welcomed uh, to the other side 
by uh, your ancestors, your relatives were waiting for her on the other side. Um, and that she's, she rejoiced with them when she got there. So she was glad to be there once she got there. Um, she misses you. That's what's coming through. She misses you. I, I don't know. Was your mom kind of a timid person? Because right now she's sort of standing back and letting Metatron come forward. Was she a timid person or a quiet person? Yes, because memory that for Metatron was going to be there crossing when the time came. And look, it's happening. Yeah. yeah. Better right. Yeah, so she kept a lot of things close to her to her chest as far as uh, her emotions and how she felt. But yes. when she got to the other side, she was able to release all of that, okay? She was rather, in this life, she was rather shut down at times and um, kept a lot of her pain to herself. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. She... Could isolate herself sometimes, okay? And and when people hurt her, she would put up a wall at times. Not with everybody, but when she was really hurt, okay? And so she did these things to protect herself, to defend herself. She felt she had to, but that's not who she is. That's not who she was, okay? And so when she got to the other side, immediately... All of that was lifted. All of that was gone. All of that was broken, like an eggshell around her, broken. And then who she really is, her soul, her shiny soul, came forward. And that's the person that she is today. And so when she got to the other side, when all of that broke away, then she could rejoice. She was in joy, in joy, and joy, and joy. The kind of joy that's hard to describe. The, the, the kind of joy that you only feel on the other side. That's the kind of joy that she's been living in. <laughs> so the question, the question Metatron said is not, is mom okay? The question is, are you okay with mom being gone? Because mom is over there having a party. <laughs> she's having a blast. She's having a blast. So, She's learning new things. She's growing. She's loving her life. She's loving her life. So there is nothing you need to worry about. Whatever sins you thought that were taken to the other side were shed. Like a, like a snake skin, uh, sheds its skin. It's gone. It's old. It's dead. Okay, that was the old her. Now there's a new her. And this is the person she was meant to be that she is now, which is just remarkable, isn't it? It's a beautiful thing. So do you feel better now knowing that your mom is in a good place and that she's growing, she's learning, she's having a blast? I, I, know, I know this earth plane is short and no time has come. The honor is that I knew Metatron was going to talk to me. I knew that he was watching me. I got confirmation. Thank you, Metatron. I know you're real. I like love Michael, Rafael, Gabriel, CM. Yeah. Uh, my question is that my siblings and my stepfather, we can see look at that. They were not very nice. Yeah. And I, I want to I recover assets due to the fact of 
disrespect to the word of God. And I need mean, please help me with, with that. But I like, find peace in my heart. Because my siblings, my mom was not very well, and they were hard on her. Yeah. You understand? Please give me a blessing for me to win the case. I'm going to do that. So here's the thing. The last thing that comes to my mind from Metatron to you is he wants, this is going to be a tall order, okay? And sometimes I've, I've learned that angels and archangels, because they don't live on the earth plane, they visit us a lot, but they don't live here. They don't dwell here. They don't deal with everyday problems that we deal with. So because of that, Sometimes they can ask us to do things that, that seem impossible for us or seem, you know, out of reach. Um, and they ask it because for them it's very easy. It's just, you know, a snap of the fingers and they can do it. But what he's asking, he's, he wants you to work on forgiveness. He wants you to work on forgiving the people that treated your mom so harshly in this life. And not for them. Not for them. Okay, they may not deserve that. Okay, they may not deserve that. But for you, so that you can walk away free and clear and and walk on healed instead of being crippled by these incidences. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know it's a lot to ask, but in time, it can be, it can be, it can happen in time. Okay, I'm not asking you to do it now, but he is saying he wants you to let go of any anger or bitterness that might have attached itself to you, to let go of that, okay, or especially if there's any thoughts of revenge that come to you, just let that go because it's not going to serve you. It's not. So just let that go and live your best life and walk forward. Okay? So any questions? And, and thank you for calling. And um, Monica, so we have another caller, and I was wondering if you want to take Carla from New York. Sure. Okay, Carla from New York. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, Hi, Carla. Hi. Um, I was just wondering if Metatron has any message for me. Um, Okay. All right, do you have any any specific question he can answer? I think there's a question on your mind. Uh, No, actually, there's um, no specific question. Okay, okay. Um, this is one of those responses that it's like, um, I'm just going to make this general because it doesn't need to be super specific. Um, so I think the concern you have is about somebody close to you. Um, Mm -hmm. do you have a concern about that? (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, I was, um, uh, there's been some, some, I guess, um, friction lately between yeah, myself that's what I said. And, 
and yeah, okay. and my and you don't have to go. You don't have to say any more than that. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to yeah. verify that that's the right Correct. road we're on. Yes. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I sense that right away that there's friction there, and you're trying to figure out, you know, what do you do about it? Um, because it seems to me that you're a very um, kind person by nature. Um, and you're a very thoughtful person by nature. Um, and sometimes it's it's harder for people who are, you know, kind and thoughtful by nature to, I guess, confront others um, about their behaviors, okay? And so the question may be, you know, in your mind, should you confront this person about the friction, you know, and should you have that conversation? Um, And here's what comes to me. And honestly, I don't think this is Metatron. I think Metatron left. I don't feel Metatron anymore. I think what I feel is your spirit guide. And I think it's a woman. I don't know if you've ever been told you have spirit guides. But they're simply people who have lived on the earth before. A lot of times they're ancestors uh, of ours, uh, family members, you know, relatives, relations. Um, But I feel a very maternal uh, spirit on the other side who is acting as your spirit guide. Uh, I don't know if your mom or your aunt that you were close to, somebody like that is on the other side. But I do feel it's a, a female presence. Uh, maternal protective presence and um, she said to me don't think of it as confrontation if you think of it as confrontation it's not going to go well Um, so get that out of your mind and instead of confrontation think of clarification so when you go to this person to speak about these topics you can simply say, I'm here to clarify something that I'm not understanding. So you want to take it on yourself to say, not, don't point a finger. That doesn't help anything. Just say, I'm here to clarify something because I'm, I'm not understanding it. And then you go ahead and clarify, you know, that which you're seeking an answer to. And if you come with that sort of um, attitude, and if you're not angry, don't, don't do it when you're angry because then it's going to backfire. Because this person can be very defensive, as you know. So um, this person has pretty high defenses up, okay? And even with you, even though they know that they're loved by you, even though um, they're close to you, they, they just, they've had some things happen in their life, and they have very high defenses. And criticism is this very sensitive topic for them. So don't confront. Nobody wants to be confronted, right? Instead, just go to clarify with them and in a very gentle way. And just say, you know, I'm here to clarify this. I, I just don't, I don't, I'm not understanding it. Help, help me to understand it. And if you do that in, a, in that approach and in a humble way, that it'll turn out well, okay? But do not argue with this person. That's what she's telling me. She's telling me every time you argue with this person, you're going to lose. And not because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're a better 
they're better at fighting or something like that, or they're they right. Are actually, they are better. Yeah, yeah it's not they're because of that. Can, uh, yeah, it's not because. This person is a good, you know, is right all the time or anything. It's just that um, it, it, you tend to back down, which you kind of have yeah. to in the face of this person because yeah. they're so yeah. assertive, right? Very Otherwise, assertive. you know, you, you yeah. get your sword out right and go words. to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not even expecting a confrontation. It was just more that will will things get better because there yeah. there is friction and she's blaming me for a lot of things that that have happened yeah. and and I, I do take some blame for him. But um definitely relationships are a two way street. But I, yeah. I just don't think this person is, is um thinking clearly at this point and yeah. I don't think she's thinking about what's best for her. This is my daughter, so yeah. um yeah. obviously as a mom I want the best for her and our children sometimes don't always have the foresight or the wisdom that we've had, um, and it's her life, but I just hope things will improve and she makes the right decision in, in, in right. her life. In terms of, well, know. she knows you're there. She knows that you love her. That's for sure, for sure. I know that. Like, I feel that. I feel that she knows that she's loved. So that's mm-hmm. not a question. The question is she just has high defenses. So yeah, she, it's just a matter yeah. of... Um, uh, dismantling them, if you will, okay, in mm-hmm. these conversations with her. So just apply every bit of kindness and gentleness you have, and I think that would be my final word to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for calling, Carla. Thanks. So we have reached the end of today's show, so... We are coming back next month, the third Friday of next month, and on that occasion, we are talking about illness and healing. Is that correct? That's right. Illness and healing is going to be a very exciting topic. Yeah, so remember next September, and it's going to be on the 16th, tuning to messages from Metatron. Uh, and we're talking on those topics, and also we might have more um, messages from Metatron like today. You never and, know. <laughs> never know. And we're always open. So, Nina, anything else that I might say that I forgot to say? No, just thank you for for being a wonderful co-host, as always, Claudia. And um, thank you for being our guest today in this wild, wondrous, mysterious trip called life. Uh, You are not a victim, but you are a survivor. So please join us next month. um, And have a great day, everybody. And again, everybody, if you want to get a free e-copy of the book, Messages from Metatron, totally recommended. Go to cview1111.net. And then in there, you'll find um, Debbie Nina's page and there's a form you just fill it out and she'll send you the e-copy of the book so you can have more and get more of the conversation also if you want to uh, use the blog talk you um, sorry to listen and read blogs that Nina has written where do they go Nina um, they can go to ninabingham.blogspot.com, and they're going to find all my books there. Uh, you can also find them on Amazon.com. 
and thank you for being here. Thank you, everybody. Have a beautiful weekend, and talk to you next month, Nina. Goodbye.